0: Hello and welcome to The Great Longboat Podcast. I am Igor, your host, moderator, and only permanent member of the band Longboat. Today we focus on the track Steamboat Bill from 2019's The Century Limited One. It is the end of June and it's time for a cover tune. You know, my lovely wife and I were out driving yesterday. We were listening to a Devo's first album. And, of course, Satisfaction is came up because it's on the album and I couldn't help remarking that that is one of the all-time best cover tunes uh, I've ever encountered. Honestly, it is, it turns the, it takes the tune and turns it completely on its head and um, it just, it makes it into a different tune and, and of course the the meaning is altered the context is completely blown apart and I just love it I, I just think it's it's done so well and i'm I'm thinking about other good cover tunes a lot of people seem to cover neil young tunes very well um, I know that there's a uh, we were talking uh, some friends of mine the other week about Fair Girl Sharky," and there was a, from The Undertones. And there's that uh, "Good Heart" song that uh, I believe it was a Neil Young song, and he it turned it into a duet with uh, Maria McKee from Lone Justice. This is back in the '80s, and it turned out to be just this very happy accident of of you know it was it was really quite quite an interesting thing i'm sure it's on the uh somewhere on the youtube um uh do uh, do look that up fear girl sharky maria McKee, uh good heart uh, even though you know i'm always i'm always as a songwriter very very wary of the metaphorical heart i'm i'm with uh body parts and things like that um i'm just i'm just a little bit too uh too literal um there was that one uh uh uh, death cab for cutie song that uh your heart will belong to me and i just kind of uh i just could not help thinking that it was a serial killer anthem Uh, it's it it, to me it just it it sounded very creepy and i know that you know that the death cab for cutie is a nice kind of uh, pleasant band to listen to, you know, nice, acceptably, uh, intense, um, uh, you know, and kind of, kind of longingly romantic, but, um, yes, Your Heart Will Belong to Me or something, I'm, I'm not, a, I, 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 only listened to it a couple of times, and then when it came on the radio after that, I would change the station, but, um, anyhow, so we are, we're talking cover tune, uh, before, The Century Limited came out last year in uh, 2019. Uh, I had done a grand total of one and a half cover tunes, and both of those were on Greater Seattle, which is the first Longboat album from 2011. Um, There was a cover version of Seattle, the Perry Como single from, I believe, the late 60s. Uh, apparently that song was written uh, by a guy who was landing in Spokane. He was he was writing it on the plane, and he was coming into Spokane. So not not a whole lot of uh, um, uh, on-site inspiration going on there, but it got written, and I covered it in 2011 as a sort of marching band tune, and then also on that uh, album was. A uh, reworked Norwegian folk song. I kind of consider it a a, uh, a cover tune because it. I didn't write it. I wrote the lyrics, uh, and uh, um, it turns out that that's one of my favorite longboat songs. I just. It was one of these things where I I sat down and I thought, oh my god, I don't know how I'm going to ever write this song, but I'll just think about what it's like Ballard you know is a district of Seattle that that has undergone a great deal of change over the last 20 30 years or so and before it was just Scandinavian old people now it's a much more diverse much more built up neighborhood and um, I would I was just thinking about well what if one of those Scandinavian ghosts came back what would he do what would he think it's an old Scandinavian fisherman and um, and so um, in about 25 minutes time I had a, a draft that I only changed about two or three words uh, I it, between I only changed about two or three words between then between this this draft version and the actual recorded version so it's it's one of those things a lot of times uh, and it just all depends on, on what you're working with and what you want to say. Sometimes you are revising lyrics clear up to the point where you, you record your vocal track. And sometimes you write them, you write it, you scan it, you make sure that all the words fit and you don't change a thing. It just hap, kind of happens like that. But uh, anyhow, those are the, those are the two or the one and a half uh, songs that that i've got as as cover songs up until the century limited which is um i believe 12 songs and it's they're all cover tunes from the 19 teens and this song steamboat bill was written originally by the Layton brothers and they also wrote casey jones and if you listen to S- Casey Jones and Steamboat Bill, they are basically the same song. Casey Jones is Steamboat Bill on rails, and Steamboat Bill is uh, um, Casey Jones on the water. And um, because they both end in disaster, but it, it, they end on a humorous note. So this, is, uh, this tune is about a guy named Steamboat Bill who is steams up and down the Mississippi in the, uh, boat called the Whippoorwill. And for some reason he wants to break the steamboat record set by the Robert E. Lee. Um, I, I, I suppose a fast steamboat at the time, named for a, uh, um, Confederate trader, um, who killed many a good, um, whose, whose troops killed many a good U.S. soldier. But, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that for the moment. Um, but in this of course he wants to he wants to be beat the record of the robert e lee and uh what he has to do is he has to just he has to push his um he has to redline his his boiler and so what happens it the ship blows up and you know they're 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 this sort of distraction where he uh he ha- for some reason he he um Goes into uh, gets into a conversation with a gambler and takes a bet on uh, how fast the ship is if the ship's going to make a record at right precise moment that it blows up and it goes up you know and and of course it blows him and the gambler up in the air and they they make a bet that you know steamboat Bill is going to go higher than the gambler that's just the way you know compulsive gamblers. Uh, operate, I guess, or so I've been told, but uh, I, it, it it was, I, if you listen to the original, which is, I think uh, Arthur Pryor sings it, Uh, he's a singer from the, the early 20th century, and it's not good, it's not a good arrangement, Pryor is, is, he's consistently behind, Uh, he, he's, he's trying to enunciate everything as, as, properly as possible because you know the recording process was so bad back then and you did have to talk you did have to sing like this in a very detached way and you know that's that's why old music kind of sounds like old music it it sounds very mannered because if it, it could it would kind of degenerate into slop if you did not articulate things um you know just like uh, you know, you hear a lot of muted brass from that era, you know, muted trumpets and things like that. The The only reason why, muted trombones, the only reason why you hear that is because they, the um, trumpets without mutes would make the, the would distort the microphone, would sound terrible. They would just, and in some cases they would actually, you know, like break they're, they're, some of the microphones of that era had like paper diaphragms and the in in some cases loud music would just break the diaphragm break the microphone there'd be no more recording that day because hey you know a lot of these studios just had one microphone and it was about the size of, of a coffee can and it was the middle of the room and any good uh, recording engineer from that era would know to put his put the trumpets way in the back and also mute them and uh, and you know have have it. It was it was all about arranging where the instruments would be, and of course we don't have that problem anymore. Um, all we tr- all that. Recording engineers try to do these days is to uh, have as much separation as possible with live instruments. With electronic instruments, I mean, who cares? They're they're just they're their own tracks. You mix them together, try try to make them sound like they have some kind of life to them. Unless the the band that you're working for is um, is trying to sound very uh, as cold as possible. And there are bands that that do that. I mean, Kraftwerk, work tried to you know sound like. Com- computerized robots and uh robotized computers and uh they did it they did a really good job and also coming back to Diva I was thinking about how they were how they were influenced by Kraftwerk and and of course I I have I have great respect for Mark Mothersbaugh and uh of course, Devo wasn't going to be the American craftwork. They, they went off, they became a, a pop band. They kept, became a new wave hit maker. Um, although I didn't like all of their tunes. I, I do, uh, especially like uh, Working in a Coal Mine and Girl You Want. And, uh, uh, and there are a couple of, I, like, I liked Big Mess too. Um, but I, I, I think that was about, uh, what's his name, Hinckley. Um, about the guy who shot Reagan back in was it nineteen eighty or eighty one or something like that, but yeah, um, he uh, yeah, but yes, that Devo is a wonderful band. I I think they were heavily influenced by Kraftwerk, and of course, you know, the death of the, the one of the founding members of Kraftwerk just recently kind of brought that home about how influenced how how their influence spread out over electronic music and um, it's very uh, it, it, it's very interesting how this rather obscure german band um, did uh, did become a very very important um, uh, uh, voice in uh, what we're hearing right now so steamboat bell um, yeah, uh, this this uh, this tune. You know, there, there was. It's it's one thing to just say, okay, I'm going to take this tune and we're going to uh, we're going to cover it, but you have to have an idea of what it's going to sound like. So what I wanted to do was just have kind of make it sound, give it this this sort of very easygoing, loping '70s feeling. And yeah, and that's exactly what we we were doing. And then um, I realized that I would have to sort of alter the way that I was singing it too. Um, and so you know, I I a lot of people in the '70s sang right through their noses. So I you know I am I am singing like that. You know, what's um, uh, God? What is a steamboat bells? Speeding down the Mississippi. Excuse me. I mean, I don't have the lyrics, but yeah, that 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 is how I'm singing the whole time, and um, and then of course, I, I've I, it's all live band in back of me, and um, it's it was just when it, th- this was one of those things where yeah yes I know it's going to sound good I know it's going to sound good and then you know once it's mixed then that's that's where your your faith is rewarded and yeah um uh really i i, I do like this this tune a lot uh, i probably listened to this uh this and the sinking of the great titanic which is uh on a previous episode of the great longboat podcast uh, i probably listened to those two things the most out of all the tunes on this album and uh, of course, also um, I had to, I had to uh, edit the lyrics and massage them to uh, get them to sort of make sense, because you know they're trying to break this record set by this other steamship, and uh, Bill pushes the 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 steamboat too far, it blows up, and. You know, and then he is goes up in the air with the gambler, who I also am assuming is killed. And then there's a sort of uh, you know, sadness along the river and then the and then his wife his gets told that he's dead and resolves to <laughs> resolves to date only guys who work on the railroad. And uh and I think, you know, um God, what is it? The 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 Casey Jones ends like that too. There's, there's the Casey Jones wife gets told, and she resolves something else. I, I'm not too familiar with the the tune, and the Grateful Dead version is is sort of kind of inspired by by the 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 original, but they they work their own number on it too. And I mean, I really don't like the Grateful Dead, but I think that's one of their better tunes, and but uh, yeah so so i had to i had to make the song make sense and have a have a kind of story structure to it and yeah and and i am super happy with it and um uh, and, and the backing vocals are, are superb too um so uh, i'll tell you uh, with rl Hire on guitar and he uh, he takes a pretty Pretty Boss slide guitar solo. Uh, Joe Doria on Hammond organ. Uh, Chris Seimer on bass. Ryan Leva on backing vocals. Devon Lewis on drums. Uh, F- Floyd Reitzma, he recorded it and mixed it. And it was mastered by the great Ed Brooks at Resonant Mastering. This is Steamboat Bill.
1: Try to beat the record of the Robert E. Just speed up your fire Let the old smoke roll Burn up all your cargo If you run out of coal If we don't beat that record Billy told the mate, Then the maiden care Will beat us to the golden gate Oh, Steve O'Fill speed! Mississippi, Steamboat Bill, a mighty man was he, oh Steamboat Bill, speaking down the Mississippi, he's gonna beat the record of the Popping of the whippoorwill. There's black on every steamboat that plows the stream. From Memphis right to Natchez down to New Orleans, the wife of Mr. William was at home in bed when she got the telegram that steam. Children, blessed honey and lambs. The next papa that you'll have will be a railroad man. Oh, Steve Bill, gone from the Mississippi. Steve Bill, let's go give him a hand. Oh, Steve Bill, gone from the Mississippi. He's a farmer.
0: not forgotten. Oh, uh, speaking of forgotten, I forgot to tell you that Bill Anshill plays a piano on this. He's a wonderful jazz guy, and he was great on this album. So, Bill Anshul, um, yeah, uh, look him up. He's got his own website, and uh, yeah, a wonderful, wonderful piano player, a, a wonderful jazz player, too. So, sorry, Bill, I forgot you, but I remembered you in time. All right, well, so the, the Leighton brothers, they wrote this, Steamboat Bill and Casey Jones. Um, I'm not sure whether they had any other sort of humorous tales of tragedy. Um, they were famous enough to be known as the Leighton brothers. So um, yeah, if, if you d- want to do any research into their uh, musical careers, uh, f- do feel free to do that. So um, that is, of course, this is from century limited one and with something that has an a number in back of it there you're you're going to expect that maybe there's there will be a century limited two, and you would not be mistaken it's just not going to be this year it might be next year and The thing is what I'm doing right now is I'm doing albums with multiple volumes. I've done, right now, the Wow and the Pow, Volume 1 is out, which means that Volume 2 is going to be coming out eventually, which is going to be next year. Uh, And then, basically, Blue 1 is going to be coming out at the end of August. And, basically, Blue 2, of course, next year as well. I'm going to be releasing two more albums this year basically blue two like 16 blue one and album 21 which is uh, i am very happy with it just got it uh, mastered by the great ed brooks last week um and uh, or a week and a half ago and and yeah very very happy with it um of course toughest thing about that is uh, is determining song order because ed himself has a golden pair of ears and mastering is a, a process that can make or break an album and if you if you get a good mastering engineer it's just it it makes everything so much better and and it's you know it's eq equalizing and compression and you know boost frequency boosting and this that and the other thing and you know it's 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 different from just regular sound engineering and uh it it calls for a just a different aesthetic when it comes to sound engineering and and and, um yeah ed brooks has it If you want your stuff um, well to to sound good, if you want it well mastered, um, give him a call. But um, uh, so yes, there is going to be a a Century Limited Two uh, Songs of the Twenties, and it's going to be a multi-volume because the the Twenties was a um, a real explosion in uh, American culture. This is after. Uh, World War One. It was an explosion in in songwriting. It was, of course, known as the Jazz Age. Even though a lot of the stuff that we that they cons- would consider jazz back then is not really jazz now. It's you know it is kind of like the stuff that we that uh, we sort of um, associate with the twenties. Um, I suppose it's just a stylistic thing. That if you slow this, if you slow it down and and put some kind of uh, s- uh, swing, slower swing feel or, you know, um, s- some other kind of feel, it, 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 it evens it out and it becomes sounding more like a song. And then some, some you know, funny song, you know, novelty thing from the 20s. But yes, there are going to be uh, several volumes of it, um, and I look forward to recording it. Um, and, and you know, it's going to be pretty much the, s- the same thing as um, what I've done here, is, uh, you know, find, find some tunes and uh, look for what's going to be done by the live band, what's going to be electronic, uh, who's going to play what, if all the lyrics... Uh, go together if they're, you know, and, and for God's sake, get the, get rid of all the racism in them. Uh, um, It's funny because Century Limited One had, had no racism. It was just killing Germans. It was, uh, some some of the worst moments were, were about, you know, killing Germans without mercy because, you know, Century, it was the songs from the teens. There were World War One tunes in there and yeah, and then there were were one tunes, one tunes that were completely innocent too. But uh, yeah, I um, I'm I'm not busy doing that. I am busy making plans for some other albums that I'm going to record. Um, like I said, I might record, might start work on it next year, and I probably probably won't record anything till 2022 or 2023. Um, you know, it's always it. it Since since you know basically nobody listens to my music, I always consider this active optimism of uh, making an album because you know it's just there's no way that I'm going to recoup the money that I'm spending on it. And uh, but I do it because I have this this great belief that my that you know whatever I'm doing, whatever I'm recording now will be listened to uh, by people years from now and i'm you know i'm am doesn't everybody hope that or do people just just say well if this isn't if i'm not famous by next week then i'm not just not going to record any more music i mean who knows what people do i i honestly i don't i have you know i can i i'm at this by this point i'm i'm pretty flummoxed by by you know human behavior but and and especially you know the behavior of human musicians too so anyhow that is the show for this week um uh if you want to send me an email you can you can um all you need to do is uh address it to longboatpodcast all one word at gmail.com and um uh if you want to stream everything that I've released so far. Uh, Just go to longboat.bandcamp.com. It's free. And so I sign off. And I always say this, if you don't like this tune, I have others. Thanks for joining me. Goodbye.